ladies and gentlemen and corner kick family thank you for tuning in on this weekend i'm nathan strauss i'm caleb rhodes i'm nick Vinden. and i think we should start off the show today with a very special acknowledgement nick Vinden, happy 21st birthday oh wow thank you i really appreciate that i appreciate the love from the corner kick fam and uh the love from both of you um it's a strange time to have a birthday but um i think now in this year more than ever uh you people go out of their way to be supportive and deliberate with their uh well wishes so it's been it's been a really phenomenal uh couple of days so i appreciate that much love of course and uh just thinking about it was almost three years ago uh that corner kick the podcast was born so another uh, milestone coming up and speaking of milestones we are just about a week away from getting top flight soccer back in mainland europe but as we know the belarusian league is still underway so caleb do you want to take it away with uh the most recent updates from our post-soviet friends yes the belarusian league continues to amaze and provide fantastic soccer to watch in the next week until we get the Bundesliga back. Um, Slutsk continue to lead the way with 16 points, followed closely behind uh, by my team, FC Torpedo. Although Energetic are making a move back towards the top, having most recently broken um, a winless streak and put up two wins in a row, including a 2-1 win over league leaders Slutsk. Meanwhile, Bate continue to claw their way back into top contention um, while Islak begin to fall. Um, Bate will play one of the worst teams in the league, Smolovici, this weekend who are winless. And so Bate has a chance of actually going tied for first if they win that game. Um, but I think, you know, we're at the point where we'll find out if all of the teams that we've picked and our attachments to them are real or not. Because with the return of the Bundesliga, it's going to test the kind of the depth of our connection to this league. And I know just for myself that FC Torpedo, Velas, Zodino will continue to have a truly special place in my heart. Right. Uh, it's been a phenomenal couple of weeks following the Belarusian Premier League, who have uh, kicked on despite the odds, uh, against all odds, some would say. And yeah, as Caleb pointed out, it's a big weekend for uh my adopted club, Bate Borisov. They uh, travel to uh, Smolvici STI, uh, unfortunate uh, little acronym at the end of that club's name. Hope Bate wear protection going into this game. Yeah, I mean, it's almost as good as the uh, good old-fashioned Slutsk STI Derby, which is going to come up a few weeks from now. But as we mentioned earlier, it is time for the first of Europe's top five leagues to make a return with the Bundesliga uh, having opened training sessions uh, over the past two weeks, and the return was announced for a week from today, Saturday, the 16th of May. Now, this return has not been without controversy, including the lack of fans, the fact that there are still positive tests, as well as the fact that they're going to be the first big league to reopen. What are we supposed to make of all of this? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, we have to point out that Germany as a country are one of the uh, the countries that we have to praise in terms of their response to the coronavirus pandemic. And they seem to have uh, halted the curve uh, quicker than most places all over the globe. Uh, so there is a sense of trust, I think, when it comes to the Bundesliga restarting. I am a little bit skeptical just because the coronavirus is now just going to be prevalent in our daily life. And perhaps it's a bit premature to start association soccer again. Um, but boy, am I just happy that we're going to have live soccer to talk about. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just happy that we're going to have live soccer to discuss uh, in the coming weeks because it's just felt like years since we've had anything new uh, to talk about on the pitch. But I think certainly, yeah, there are concerns uh, in terms of maybe this is just uh, a step too quick in resuming play. Uh, although precautions are being made in terms of referees being tested. Uh, the Bundesliga is testing 100 referees this week um, and officials, match day officials. 
in preparation for this game, and players and coaches have been uh, only interacting with their own squads since the end of April in training. And I think there's a question, too, about the fitness of all the players since they stopped so abruptly. But we shall see what the product looks like on the pitch. You mentioned uh, coaches and players interacting with their own squad. There was a bit of controversy this week with Hertha Berlin's Salomon Kalou posting a video that showed him pretty brazenly disregarding like every social distancing coronavirus uh, type of practice uh, in the, the clubhouse area. It was a bad look and he was fined by the club. Do you think that that kind of cavalier attitude is something that could come back to haunt him? I mean, I think it reflects poorly on his character. Um, And I think that type of behavior is the kind of thing that could make the restart of the Bundesliga hard. Um, Because even though the amount of cases and the amount of deaths in Germany are down to their like late March levels. So like way, way, way off the peak. Um, You know, they still have to take lots of precautions. And I think that as the teams begin to play and as these players sort of start to understand their lives as having a little more freedom, um, it'll be really destructive if they start to sort of take advantage of it and act poorly. And then the league will have to shut down again, probably because partly Right. right. Like, the whole, the whole nation of Germany, frankly, the whole world is going to be watching these players play. And they're also going to be watching them as like role models for conduct. And so if the players aren't actually being role models, then the league should not continue. Absolutely, Caleb. That was just what I was about to say, is that um, this could either go one of two ways. Either this is a banner moment for the Bundesliga in that, hey, look, we have done everything right. And this has had the model. Uh, for other leagues and other sporting, other just sporting leagues around the world, internationally, talking about like MLB, NBA, leagues here uh, can look at the Bundesliga and say, this is the correct way to proceed. Or um, we can see lapses in discipline and judgment, like from individuals like Kalu and collective, uh, collective moments of people lacking discipline. And then this all gets stopped and we say, hey, this is a little bit too soon. And we're not going to have uh, this nice thing for a while. Yeah. And I mean, they have been incredibly diligent with their testing so far. And out of the almost 1600 tests that they administered to Bundesliga and uh, second Bundesliga players and like, and club personnel, only two tests came back positive, which is incredibly low. And basically to the point where you have to just, ignore them as being symptomatic of the the larger uh you know outbreak as a whole so the hope is given the intensity of their testing they're sort of also following the model that the kbo the korean baseball league as well as the k league have been doing with pretty much just constant testing and uh and and tracking as well that uh it, it paves a way for other leagues to eventually get back up and running as well and we haven't heard any talk about you know what this will mean for next season whether they'll delay the start date or whether they'll start on time um and i don't even know if we need to have that answered for them now but it's nice that we are you know just seven short days away from being able to wake up and watch some top quality soccer again yeah and i think that you know, the testing is really important. And as we saw, one of the Bundesliga two sides, Dynamo Dresden, has now had to quarantine their squad for the next 14 days because a few players tested positive. And so they're going to miss one of their restart games. And so I think that it's not going to be smooth, even though it's restarting, right? Like there's a total possibility that along the way, you know, like a few Mönchengladbach players get sick and then that team has to, you know, quarantine and not train for 14 days and they miss a game. And so I think the league will continue, but it might be kind of a little bit disjointed and a little staggered. Um, but as long as we kind of like understand that going in, I think it'll be fine. I, I think the question and- gets raised though, is like if certain teams do have to like miss training and stuff that does actually put them at some type of a competitive disadvantage. And so then there becomes a sort of a greater sporting question related to potential delays after the restart. 
And yeah, I kind of want to bring us back to that the phrase like sporting questions. I want to bring us back to something we touched on last week about how when we were talking about the Premier League and how three clubs now have spoken up against the use of neutral sites and are adamant that they will not return to play in the Premier League um, if they have to abandon their home grounds for quote-unquote sporting reasons. I think this, the Bundesliga's sporting reasons that you just touched on are very different than the idea of giving up a home field advantage. And it sort of makes those clubs, again, look worse. And we did get news today that a third club joined uh, the list of teams with Watford, Brighton, and Aston Villa, three teams that are uh, in the bottom six, I believe, are now opposing this potential neutral venue uh, idea. But, you know, I'm not sure how, how well those grounds hold up when you look at the fact that we have entire teams quarantining in Germany. Yeah, I mean, I as I said last week on the pod, I think the English teams look a little silly. Like, I, I think it's legitimate to be like, my club was not able to train as much as other clubs because I had to quarantine, and that puts me at a disadvantage. But saying, oh, I have to also play in a stadium without fans that's not actually my stadium has much less grounds um, because that's not actually violating their, like, ability to play itself, um, which I think is, like, the real basis for like a sporting grounds question to be raised. Right. And I think what the Bundesliga has shown in their efforts in trying to restart their league is that they recognize that this is an unprecedented challenge. Like this has never been done before in my memory or in like, I think the memory of most football fans where a season has just stopped and we're expected to pick up the pieces and try and try and keep on, keep the table running. Like, like nothing ever happened and obviously there's there's no way to do this without recognizing the fact that there are certain variables that can't be treated equally like Caleb was saying like what if five players from one team suddenly test positive two weeks after the restart of the league I think you can't if you're a team you can't um, expect things to be considered equal or have that or have every team on equal footing because we live in just such an uncertain uh, moment in global history not only in sporting history right it would seem like it's yeah. better to do something and have there be bumps in the road than to do nothing right. yeah and i think we can just applaud the bundesliga for taking every single like the their sort of statement and and metrics and testing numbers that they've put out in preparation for resuming next weekend i think you can commend them for trying to cover every single base from uh, players quarantining to officials and referees being tested uh, to measures just to ensure that everyone is staying safe and distancing uh, while kind of keeping the fundamentals of a athletic sport where people are going to kind of be breathing on top of one another. That is to be expected that there are maybe going to be some bumps in the road. Well, fortunately for us, we will have the privilege of watching it all play out and we mentioned actually in our first episode of quarantine kick that the bundesliga was going to be one of the major casualties because of all of the top five leagues it's perhaps the one with the most compelling title race alongside spain and looking at the table as is we figured we would give everyone a rundown of the bundesliga season so far and some players to look out for so it should be no one's surprise that bayern topped the table with 55 points, but their season was not terribly smooth. They recently extended uh, Hans-Dieter Flick and gave him the, the coaching job on a permanent basis, but they've certainly been playing much better uh, as of late or before the stoppage, and they have a four-point lead on Dortmund in second with Leipzig just one point behind them in third. So it's entirely possible that this race goes down to the wire. And don't forget Munjen Gladbach in fourth, only one point behind Leipzig, and then Leverkusen in fifth, only two points further back. I mean, like the whole top five is incredibly close. Um, and I, I think, as we said, yeah, it really is one of the most exciting races to watch. Um, so I'm glad it's the one we get to watch. 
Right, and I think it's interesting to point out that form is absolutely out of the window now. These teams are starting from square one in terms of fitness and in terms of playing themselves back into form. Uh, I think Hans-Dieter Flick has set up Bayern in a really intriguing position in that he's really... We'll kind of give them a kickstart in terms of restarting and getting them off on the right foot quickly uh, with players like Alfonso Davies and Serge Gnabry and Joshua Kimmich and Kingsley Coman. They might be really, really integral and making sure Bayern pick up right from where they left off and uh, making it so that their form can pick up really quickly. Yeah, you mentioned Alfonso Davies. He was really one of Europe's breakout players um, so far this season. He leads the Bundesliga in terms of dribbles per match with 3.0 coming from the left-back position, which is pretty nuts. Uh, and obviously he was a, initially a winger and he's been converted into that sort of like that new style of attacking full back or wing back and he's been doing it incredibly well another one of europe's top talents erling holland already up to nine bundesliga goals on the season despite joining the league uh in what mid-january uh and he's been he was doing bits for dortmund um he has 12 goals in 12 games in all competitions for them so far he's definitely a player i think could make the difference for dortmund Dortmund have been have been a mixed bag so far this year. They seem to consistently blow leads in the second half of games, and finding defensive consistency has been a real issue for them. And they play a, a very intricate three at the back. Uh, they're a fun team to watch, a really entertaining team to watch. It'll be interesting to watch them without fans, though. I feel like that's such an integral part of uh, of, of Dortmund's mystique is their yellow wall. The yellow wall, and then also I feel like their team is so youth-oriented that like those young players probably just get so hyped up by having like a bunch of fans, like maybe more than like a 28-year-old more jaded professional might. Um, and I think, I mean, one thing, you know, Dortmund are very defensively fragile, as you mentioned, but I think that's one of the things that makes them really exciting to watch. Um, and you know, their defensive frailties are made up for by a truly electric offense that is aided by defensive players like Hakimi, who's been just an absolute monster on the wings, teaming up with Jaden Sancho or Guerrero on the other side. So I don't know. I think Dortmund are probably the most exciting side to watch. Um, and I think they're also the most mercurial at the same time. And it'll also be interesting to see if they've taken this time away from the game and coming back into training in April to take a different approach to organizing their defense. Like they certainly have had time midseason to approach this in a unique way where they can be patient in training and try and come up with a, a solution to fix their their leakiness at the back. Like there's certainly something that we have to consider about the Bundesliga just kind of restarting from March is that a lot of these teams have had the time to address some of their deficiencies that they wouldn't have been able to um have the season been plowing forward as usual yeah i mean um well it's interesting to see like all the team's approaches when they return i mean dortmund's first game back is the river derby against schalke um so i think that there could be like the opportunity for a lot of like reckless abandon there like i think it'd be a mistake when you play against your biggest rivals to open your first game back to play tentatively at all yeah and then they have Bayern two weeks from that as well and what could be really a, a title-deciding kind of game. So, again, one of the ways that I feel like the restart is going to be unfair to people is obviously not everyone's schedule is created equally. Like, teams are going to have more difficult schedules, and they're going to have to be doing it under more difficult circumstances, and that's just the way it is. Uh, but there should be some really high-class soccer on option that day uh, looking at the uh the scoring table right now it should be no one's surprise as well that Lewandowski leads the way with a ridiculous 25 goals followed by Timo Werner with 21 the next closest is Sancho at 14 Lewandowski has needed only 81 minutes per goal this year he's kind of an age an ageless wonder yeah there are, certain, there are certain players who are just so natural in terms of their finishing abilities that it doesn't matter if they're they've they've played for an entire season or they're just picking up a ball after a couple months. I think players, especially like Lewandowski and even Werner, who's kind of coming into his own uh, these past couple of years, are players who are just so natural at finishing chances 
and committing themselves um, in tight areas in order to put the ball in the back of the net. I think it will it won't affect them as much, and we're going to see the continuation of their form. I think it will affect players like Jaden Sancho, like Leon Bailey, uh, like Kai Havertz, who are a bit younger professionals. And this sort of restart is going to be a real test for their form and professionalism and uh, kind of peak fitness coming back into the season. This is kind of unprecedented territory for young football players. Yeah, I think, yeah, fitness is really going to be a huge question. I mean, like, I think all of the teams are going to be a little rusty, at least for, like, let's say the first 30 minutes. Um no, yeah, I think that's. A, I think it's. Is this going to be like an attractive product to watch? Like, obviously, we're excited that the Bundesliga is coming back, and we're all going to have something to watch uh, in the mornings on our television screens. But, like you were saying, Caleb, like the first forty-five minutes, the first sixty minutes of the first couple of these games, like, are is it going to be attractive soccer? And I think the answer to that is probably going to be no. Like, we're probably going to have to suffer with some subpar. Um, some subpar <laughs> some subpar Bundesliga soccer for a little bit while these teams get back up to speed and that's just something that we're gonna have to get a, get accustomed to as the teams get accustomed to this unique situation yeah in fact and this might be a hot take maybe I won't watch the Bundesliga this weekend because they're gonna be rusty I'll watch the Belarusian league because you know they're full in flow and then next weekend <laughs> I'll watch the Bundesliga once they've kind of worked out their issues smooth them over well on the back of that extremely hot take from Caleb Broads, we figured we would use the Bundesliga's return as an excuse to do the second corner kick draft champions series with exclusively Bundesliga players. Now, last week, we got to see the results of the first iteration of this with a Premier League draft that finished with my team on top. This time it's going to be slightly different, but the idea remains the same. We'll each go through snake draft style, picking Bundesliga players and putting our teams into football manager to see who will come out on top. Uh, I have randomized the order and it is Caleb who will be picking first, Nick picking second, and then I'll be picking third. Damn it, I did not want to be picking a second. According to random.org. We should address the one big rule change that we've made uh, from the previous draft before we get going here. And that is that we're going to abandon the one player per club per each position rule that kind of made our Premier League draft so interesting. We just felt that since we maybe aren't as, uh, since the talent pool in the Bundesliga, not to say that the Bundesliga is not a phenomenal league, which it is, but partially due to our unfamiliarity and partially due to uh, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, and the clubs at the top of the table eating up a lot of the talent in the league, we're going to forego that rule for this particular draft. But you still can't have more than four players from a single team, right? Right. Yes. So you and cannot have like the back are we, four. Are we extending that to both, you know, 11 and subs or yeah okay um yeah. and then also four just a reminder what what nathan no you go oh and also just as a reminder um to members drafting that may have forgotten to draft an 11 oh. yeah that yeah. we are drafting a starting 11 first and then <laughs> substitutes so you can't yep. just so load no up difference. on extra phone. I, I appreciate that incredibly ambiguous call out. I'm sure whoever I'm sure whoever it was. Uh, to be fair to Nathan, though, that that did kind of win him the league <laughs> last fair, time around. No, fair, no, 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 it, no, it totally screwed me over. No, 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 because if you wouldn't have, okay, so this is we're getting off topic here. But if you hadn't, if you had picked a right back over picking Lacazette. Lacazette wouldn't have put the death nail in me at the end of the game. Right, but then I might not have been playing five at the back with Adama Traore going as a right wing back in the No, I know, but that ended up benefiting you in the long term. 
point being, this time we no, will but that all ended play. up benefiting you yeah. in the long in the long run. I mean, who's to say? Point is, Nathan effed up the first time around, and we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> adhere to the to the strict rules of this quarter kick draft from here on out. Yes, hear ye, hear ye! All members of the draft will draft an eleven first, including an entire defensive line. Yes, and not drafting Lacazette, which you can't draft anyway. But okay, very yes. good. Well, with all that said, should we get the draft going? Let's yes, and I believe I will put the ball in your court. Yes, I'm going to make the utterly unshocking pick of Lewandowski. <laughs> Especially considering that striker was a big issue for me last time because Abemiyang is useless, as I've now learned. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, goal scoring was also a massive problem for me last time around. Um, and Caleb has already taken the obvious pick in Robert Lewandowski. So I am going to go with Marco Royce as my first pick. Ooh, interesting. And I guess you can kind of pick. figure out where you want to put him. Yeah, very versatile. Uh, with the third pick, I will take Timo Werner, continuing on the attacking theme. And then the fourth pick, I don't know. There's that. This is like a tough spot to be in because there's obviously a ton of talent still out there. Um, but I'm going to go with Tiago. Oh, I really wanted Tiago. <laughs> I knew that was going to break. <laughs> this was going to break Caleb a little bit. <laughs> Dude, Tiago is, uh, remains a sore spot for me in soccer. Just I, I have so much emotion bound up with Tiago. But sorry. Yep. Next I am here. gonna Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting pick. Timo Werner was definitely a player that I considered over Royce. Uh, but I went with a little bit more versatility on the wing. Uh, I'm going to take another versatile player in this spot of the draft, and I'm gonna take Joshua Kinnick. You guys are actually... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset right now. Um, I've learned from my mistakes. Okay. I'm going to take um, Jaden Sancho. Nope, that was going to be mine, but that's fair. I didn't expect him to drop that far. Um, and now for my next pick, I am going to take... Uh, Matt's Hummels. Interesting that uh, in the Premier League, we drafted very defense-heavy with our first picks, but that doesn't look to be the case so far. Well, yeah, it depends on where where we think Kimmich is going to play or where I think Kimmich is going to play. But I've yet to really sort that out if I'm going to let you into my draft more room here. I... I'm going to pick. So I need to. I think I'm in an interesting position here because last time I had the luxury of uh, two picks in a row. Uh, each time I selected, I don't have that luxury now, and it's sort of leaving me in unfamiliar, unfamiliar territory. Um. But with that being said. Goal scoring was my uh, struggle the last time around, and I think I'm going to try to rectify that this time around by taking uh, Serge Gnabry. Oh, mm. I was just about to take with my next pick. Again, very good pick. Uh, now I have to briefly rethink what I want to do uh, with my pair of selections here I will go for Axel Witzel and oh you asshole that was going to be my next pick I think he's he's just such a great all around midfielder yeah and he'll pair well with Thiago I think because it'll let Thiago roam freely uh 
And then, so you took Gnabry, which means I should probably take a winger. So I will take uh, Kingsley Coman. Mm. Okay. I am going to take... Let's see, I have two in a row. I'm going to take uh, Leon Goretzka. Um, and then I will also take uh, Kai Havertz. You are oh, you mother! Oh, god damn it! Oh, that really that pisses me off more than anything. Kai so Havertz is gonna be the Bruno Fernandez of this draft. Dude, I know, I, dude, exactly. That is what I was looking. At. I was like, I need a Bruno Fernandez who did so many good things for me uh, creatively and goal scoring wise in the last draft sim. And Kai Havertz is going to be that sneaky, uh, sneaky threat in the midfield. And Caleb has just taken that away from me. And now I have to reevaluate. It's, that is terrible. Oh, that is so infuriating. You have no idea. <laughs> you just, you might've just ruined my day. I'm not going to lie. Damn. It's okay. He made your day yesterday, though. So. Oh, that's horrendous. No, it's just it's it. Oh. Um. Holy crap. Um. I'm gonna take Philippe Coutinho. Mm. Really? I, I, that makes sense. It's, it seems a little early for me. Also, There's, just make sure you're keeping track about of, of how many players you have am, from yeah. uh, each yeah. team. Yeah, I think we have to think about, obviously, he's not had the greatest of seasons, but this is also football manager, and his name in football manager carries a bit of stock. Uh, he still might have the Midas touch in the game, and I'm sure he still has the Midas touch in real life once he gets in the correct situation. That is likely true. I have two picks in a row now. I'm going to go with... Leon Bailey. Mm. And... I haven't drafted anyone on defense. So I've got to take a, a quick look. And I will go with... Caleb, I hate you so much. For this, I honestly, I'm so, I'm so upset that Kai is off the board. That was like gonna be my, my like, ace pick, ace in the whole pick. I couldn't take him in the first round because that was just like a little too. That's too early. I'm gonna go yeah. with uh, Hakimi. Dude, mm. I cannot believe that you just did that. That is infuriating. Hakimi, or are you still talking about me? No, I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> we, can, we can edit out a lot you're of up, You're up now. You're up now. I'm up. No, I'm, I'm taking. Up. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, Nick is up. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm taking. Up. I'm taking Alaba. F, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suck it. And if you're not down with that, then we've just got two words for you. Now it is. Suck it. Okay, I will take. Hmm. This is so tough now, because I wanted I wanted both of those wide backs. I didn't think I'd get both of them, but I didn't expect to get none of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I will take. I'm feeling like the squeeze a little bit, you know. Let's check it now out. Now you know how time. it feels. Oh God, relax. <laughs> Putting the pressure on. Um, I will take uh, Lucas Hernandez. And then let's see. Do do do. So let's go for a center midfielder who's who's still around. Not much. 
I will take... Uh, Kevin Comple. Ooh, that's an interesting pick. All right, so it's me. Yes. yes. Great. Um, looking at my board right here, I got some good talent. Um, I'm also have picked four Bayern players already. So I'm at my wow. in terms of Bayern Munich talent. Uh, so I'm going to go back to the well with Borussia Dortmund and take Thomas Delaney. It's mm. a good pick. Very solid. I am going to take Erling Haaland. You dick. <laughs> Got him! Because I'm playing a 4-4-2. And... I now realize that I have a 4-4-2 with no center backs. So I'm going to pick a center back in the form of... Jerome Boateng. Mm. Actually, no. I take that back. I'll pick... uh, Actually, no, yeah, I'll take Boateng. Okay. Uh, it is my turn, and I'm going to take Nathan. Who who have you taken so far? I've taken Boateng, Holland, Hakimi, Bailey, uh, Witzel, Coman, Tiago, and Timo Werner. It's all everything's in the comments. If you, uh... oh, okay, great. Well, that's fine, because I'm going to take one of your favorite players in a Diode Upamakano. Fair enough. Interesting. Good pick. Um, let's see. I am also at four Bayern players, unfortunately, uh, which limits my options. I will take um, Matthias Ginter at center back. As well as, hmm. let's see who can play. Who can play left wing in this league? Who do we got? Well, still at four Bayern players. I will take uh, Milo Rashica. Ooh, I like that pick. So I need a striker, and I am just going to go out there and get him uh, before he leaves the board, and that man is Andres Krumrich. Hmm. Nathan, you are up, my good man. I am up. I will take... Marcel Halstenberg and Benjamin Pavard. And that will max me out for Bayern. Are we all maxed out for Bayern now? I think we're all maxed out for Bayern. That's crazy because that means nobody will get to have Neuer at keeper. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) So interesting. (laughs) But those are the rules. Those are the rules. Dude, I love this draft so far. Yeah, it's gonna be super interesting. I no. believe we're now on our last like run through. No, I need to pick, like Nick. Uh, two yeah, more we players. should each have two players left. Yeah. Yeah. No, I need and to I'll have one. Okay. So you guys but... haven't selected a keeper yet, but I still need another defender and a midfielder. Yeah, I still need two, but it's it's your pick. Yep. Um, this is really interesting. I feel like I did not realize there was kind of a center back deficiency in the Bundesliga. Uh, I was not aware of this. 
Um, I'm going to take. Let's see here. Here's the interesting question: Is do I want to take another Dortmund player, knowing that? Oh, I only have two. So yeah, I'm going to take Manuel Akanji. Nice. Um, so now it's my turn. I will take at goalkeeper Jan Summer. Um, and then the last player I need to fill out my 11 is a right back. And let's see. So Kimmich has been taken. Hakimi has been taken. Pavard has been taken, correct? Yeah. I would imagine Klosterman is probably the best. Yeah, Although I, I don't actually have... Oh, give him tips. No, no, no. I was going to pick Klosterman, so I'll take oh, Klosterman. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I was, I was just thinking out loud. So I'm going to use this man as a, uh, a midfielder. And I am going to take Emil Forsberg. So I think with my last pick of the draft, I lastly need a goalkeeper. And like Caleb so uniquely pointed out, we are in uncharted territory since none of us can take uh, the obvious pick in Manuel Neuer. So I am going to go for hmm it's tough I don't really know the Bruins City goalkeepers all that well Um, I'll go for Timo Horn. Good. And then to close out our first round, uh, I will get Peter Golotzi. Mm. Now, All right, so let's now take we... a... yeah, let's so read out. Our... Yeah, let's read out our eleven. Caleb, do you want to start? Sure. So I am setting up in a four-two-three-one. Uh, with Jan Sommer in goal, Klosterman at right back, Ginter and Hummels at center back, Hernandez at left back. My midfield two is Goretzka and Koppel. And then my three attacking midfielders are Sancho, Havertz, and Rashika. And then I have Lewandowski leading the line. Uh, my 11 looks like this. I have Timo Horn tending the goal. Uh, my back four is Joshua Kimmich at right back, David Alaba at left back, Manuel Akanji and Diet Upamecano at center back. Uh, my three in midfield is a little attacking, but that's fine. Uh, is Thomas Delaney uh, in the six, Coutinho and Forsberg, and a bit more of creative midfield roles. And my front three is Marco Royce, Serge Gnabry, and Andres Kramrich of Hoffenheim leading the line. My team is set up in a 4-4-2 with Gulazzi in goal and Hakimi as the right back. The center back pairing is Pavard and Boateng with the left back of Marcel Halstenberg. My midfield four is uh, Leon Bailey at right mid, Kingsley Coman at left mid, and Axel Witzel and Thiago Alcantara as the center mid pairing with a lethal strike partnership of Timo Werner and Erling Holland. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It would just be interesting to see if you uh if your midfield can hold up. Right. It's cuz it's sort of like a 4-2-4 in a way. So, yeah, I think the interesting see. thing is that we've all put a lot more emphasis on goal scoring this time around just given that the Premier League uh drops him was a little bit goal goal dry, especially when it came to my side. I definitely put a little bit more emphasis on uh, creativity and goal scoring. 
because I remember that my 11 from the Premier League did not create nearly enough chances as I wanted them to. I don't know, Caleb, what do you think about your 11 coming out of this first round? Um, I'm fairly happy with it. I mean, I, I think my defense is solid, although I would have liked to get one of the more exciting wide backs um, like Hakimi or Alaba. I'm I'm slightly concerned that my center midfielders might be a little lightweight as a team, um, although Goretzka is a good sort of box-to-box player. I'm really excited about my attack. Um, I think Sancho Havertz and Lewandowski are all very, very good players. And then Rashika, you know, I, ha- I had to pick him partly because I was barred from getting more Bayern players. Um, but I think he could be quite good as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited all around. And I honestly think Caleb did get the steal of the draft in uh, picking up Havertz, who I honestly think is going to be the Bruno Fernandez of this whole experiment. Shall we move on to picking our substitutes bench? But of course. With the first pick of the subs, I am going to take... Patrick Schick. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to go with Julian Brandt. Mm. And that'll max me out for Dortmund as well as Bayern. Um, for the second pick on my bench, I'm going to take Dennis Sicaria. Ooh, good pick. Nice. I feel like he'll I'm end up in the Premier League. Dennis Sicaria. Yeah, I like him. Um, I am going to take Thorgan Hazard, who nobody has taken, correct? Correct. That is true. And then I am going to also take uh, Rafael Guerrero. Ooh, surprised no one picked him up earlier. Dude, I'm surprised that <laughs> nobody gets to take Muller either. No, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to pick with the first pick. It was going to be like my Kane pick from the last time around, but I realized that I couldn't take him because I already yeah. had a cap of Bayern players. Yeah. It's back to you, Nick. It is. It is indeed. Um... Hmm. I am going to take Kevin Volland. Oh no, I was going to take him. Good pick. <laughs> I feel like he's a really electric player uh, coming off the bench and he is almost like the perfect super sub for this Bundesliga draft experiment. I agree. I'm also going to go with a, a super sub kind of player. Uh, and I will take uh, the backup player for Kevin Volland, uh, Alisson Playa, because I can mm. no longer take Volland. Because if I'm playing a two striker formation, I kind of need another striker. Uh, and then. I will take Marcel Sabitzer. That was going to be my next pick. You bastard. Give and take, Nick. Give and take. Well, this is terrible now. Uh, I feel robbed once again. Um, And I'm going to take Donny Olmo. Interesting. Um, now it's back to if me. I, can't. Yeah, I, can. I, I feel as though I should get a striker because they're going fast. So let's see. Obviously, Lewandowski's gone. Werner's gone. Kramerich is gone. Volland is gone. Holland is gone. Um, That leaves... Ooh. 
I am going to go for. Hmm, this is tough, actually. Are, are you maxed out for Dortmund? No. Okay. So I will take Weghorst. Um, and then, let's see, I kind of want a midfielder. So I will take. God, Nathan, I'm still angry at you now. You're wasting precious minutes of my life and Nick's life. Um, and I'll take uh, Carles Arangis. That's a good pick. All right. Uh, has anyone taken Jonathan Ta yet? No. Okay, I'm taking him. <laughs> it's been claimed. Nathan, it's back I, to you. It's back to me. I am going to take... Oh, Nick, I, you're, you're, the Dennis Zacharia pick is a great pick. Um, I need a center mid. So... Oh, no one took. No one was able to take Toliso either because of the. Uh, right, because you can't. No, nobody can take any more Bayern players. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take. Uh, Maximilian Arnold. Interesting. Interesting. And then I will also take. Davy Klassen. This is interesting because I have a pick who I want to take and I think he's going to be, it would be a decent pick. Um, it would kind of put me at a bit of a, just like a pure defensive standpoint at kind of a bit of a deficiency if I took this dude. Um, but I also just don't see any other decent fullbacks that I could take to like fill out my bench. Kevin and Babu. I could take Mbabu, but I think Ta can also play it right back if I need a right back. Um, I could take a player like Martin Hitteriger. But I'm going to do something a little exciting and take Philip Kostic. That's a good pick. So I'm actually a little bit surprised fell this far. But I'm happy to take him. Okay, so now it's it is I. Um, I also would like some defensive cover, and I think I will take Martin Hinteregger at center back. And then I need a midfielder, good center midfielder see what's what's available yeah dude this league's gonna be so interesting because of the <laughs> so many random Bayern players that none of us can get <laughs> yeah no I like that oh I'm going to take oh let's see do I have how many Dortmund players do I have one Okay, I can do this. I'm going to take Emre Chan. Nice. Ooh, That's a good, good pick. pick. Wait, I, wait, actually, let, let, wait, just let me quickly oh. double check. Do an no, you turned in the there. card. No, I'm just kidding. 
So in my starting 11, my only Dortmund player is Sancho. And then I had Guerrero and Hazard. Oh, Hummels is Dortmund. Wait, does that mean I don't even have four Bayern players? Oh my god. Lewandowski, Goretzka. Hernandez. Hernandez. Ooh. Oh my so, god. That confused so, me this whole time. God damn it. So Sean is off the board, but you know. Sean is off the board. Oh, you just wow. No, in my That's head crazy. I was counting Hummels as a Bayern player. That's so oh, bad. Oh wow. That's so bad. <laughs> That's a gap. <laughs> That's so bad. Wait, Caleb, hear me out. Sneaky, you should just take Neuer. Yeah, you should no. take Neuer. No, you should, because as a backup keeper, because then you can just rearrange your eleven. Yeah, just put Neuer in over Summer. Because yeah, we're allowed to do that at the end. Oh yeah. I guess, but now I'm curious what Bayern players are still on the board just at all. You know. Aliso. Mueller, I'll I'm not helping him anymore. Right, because like arguably like goalkeeper's not gonna like Sommer's good enough. <laughs> That's true. Well you never know, he could get injured is the thing. That's true. Yeah, I guess the only person really left that I could fill because I already have my attackers, which is so annoying now. Oh my god. God. <laughs> you picked Rashika over Mullah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and Parasitch too. I could have taken either of them. But I was like, no, I can't. I'm going to take crap. Rashika. <laughs> no slight against Rashika. Dude, I think it's. I've just watched a lot of Rashika highlights. He has a few like really good solo goals, including one against Bayern. <laughs> Um, I love how every every time we've done this, or like two times in a row now, there's been some like miscalculation at the very end. Okay, well, I think I think Nathan's right. I'll just take Neuer because I can find another center midfielder. It's okay. Uh, this oh. is my last pick. Uh, and I'm gonna take Baumann from Hoffenheim. I am going to take, uh, ooh. I'm going to take Mattia, uh, Nastasius, 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 Nastasic. Nastasic, thank you. Uh. And then with my last pick, I will take, uh, Yuri Pavlenka as my backup goalie. See, and then I still push. need, I still need a center midfielder. So let me take. Did I skip one of my picks? Now I'm so confused. Remember at the beginning, Nick went twice, so it threw off the order. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I need a center midfielder. And there's not a lot left, TBH, that I can pick. Because now I am full on Dortmund and full on Bayern. I will take... Karim hmm, uh, Demmerbay. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. Let me make sure I don't have too many Leverkusen players now. Uh, I have Havertz, Arangis. Oh, that might be it. Okay, so yeah, I can take him. Denver bye. All right, and I think that brings our draft to a close. Uh, let's wow. read off there our was full. A lot of 18. drama in that one. There was. I kind of I enjoyed the drama. <laughs> it was like a NFL draft between three teams that uh desperately needed talent and i think we all did desperately need some talent there at the end um but caleb think, do you want to read off your if, oh, if sorry, i sorry. do poorly 
if I do poorly, I only have myself to blame for a just awful miscalculation early on. Yeah, I think there are some interesting uh, players that we left uh, on the board. I think it was interesting that at the back and in the midfield, we kind of went for a little bit more established names. Uh, and we didn't go for players like uh, Weston McKinney or uh, like J- Josh Sargent. I know he's an attacker, but or like Edgestein uh, that we kind of left um, these kind of young, young prospects uh, by the wayside for maybe a little bit more established uh, talent to help us out. We didn't really get caught yeah. up. Should in we the hype go ahead and read off our entire 11? Sure. Yeah. 18s, you mean? Yes. Um, I can start because I drafted first. So uh, I'm going to make some shifts after having drafted my subs to my starting 11. So Neuer will now slot in as my goalkeeper. The defensive line will stay the same. Klosterman, Ginter, Hummels, Hernandez. Um, my midfield will stay the same with Goretzka and Kompel. Then uh, Sancho on the right, Hover to the middle. I'm going to substitute in Hazard for Rashika at left mid and leave Lewandowski. And so then my bench is Sommer, Guerrero, Hinteregger, Arangis, Demerbay, um, Rashika, and Weghorst. Pretty solid 18 you've got there. Nick, what about your 18? Uh, I am going to make a couple changes as well. Uh, I'm going to keep Timo Horn in as the keeper. Uh, Joshua Kimmich, uh, David Alaba are going to remain. Uh, I'm going to take out Upamakano and put Ta in at center back. And my midfield, I am going to keep that the same for now as well. Uh, Royce Gnabry, and I'm going to start Kevin Voland and move Andreas Kramerich to the bench. And then your subs. Right, so that means my subs now are uh, Oliver Bauman at goalkeeper. Uh, my two defenders are Philip Kostic and Diet Upamakano. Uh, my midfielders are Dennis Zakaria and Danny Olmo. And my attackers are Patrick Schick and Andres Kramerich. My starting 11 is unchanged with Gulachsi. Uh, Hakimi, Boateng, Pavard, Hostenberg, midfield four of Kingsley Coman, Axel Witzel, Thiago, and Leon Bailey, and then a front two of Timo Werner and Erling Holland. My bench is Jiri Pavlenka, Matija Nastasic, Davi Klaassen, Arnold, Marcel Sabitzer, Alessandro Plea, and Julian Brandt. Whew. So well, I that's think all over, we can be friends again uh, after that tense 40 minutes has gone by. Uh, what are you guys' impressions of this draft? It was certainly a lot more uh, tense and a little bit, I think personally, just a little bit more exciting and challenging than the Premier League draft. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely more of an unknown sense about this draft. Um, and I like that. And I actually, I like the four the four player per team uh, rule as well um, because it means that we were a little bit constrained when it came to our substitutes. And uh, I think it'll make for an interesting end to games, especially given that um, we'll actually be able to control our substitutes with uh, our new setup. And I guess we can touch on that briefly too, but hopefully the plan is to stream the, uh, the completion of this league on Football Manager, either via Twitch or YouTube. Um, in the week to come, yeah, which I'm very we, excited. I think we want to uh, give the the corner kick fam an opportunity to track this live as we track it. And even though the Bundesliga is coming back, we know there is still a deficiency of live soccer in the world right now, and we want to do what we can to uh, to fill that in the virtual realm. And with that being said, uh, keep your eyes peeled for when we're going to be streaming the Bundesliga Football Manager Quarantine Kick Draft Sim. I'm sure it'll be a tight contest, as the Premier League Sim was. 
Uh, and we'll see if uh, Nathan Strauss can defend his crown and continue to be the corner kick champion of the quarantine drafts. Uh, with that being said, I've been Nick Vinden. I'm Caleb Rhodes. Nathan Strauss. That is our show, and we will see you all next time. Enjoy some I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven When I awoke I smit that on a necklace I told God I'll be back in a second Man it's so hard not to act reckless To whom much is given much is tested Get arrested guess until he get the message I feel the pressure under more scrutiny And what I do act more stupidly